Welcome to What the Finance Podcast, Episode 7. This week, we're getting back to our normally scheduled programming and diving into exchange-traded funds, an update on our stock picks, and a recap of our collaboration with the legendary HHM Pod. So who wants to start? Episode 7. What's the uh, stats on that? How many people make it past 7? Doesn't matter. 69%. We're the only ones that matter. I don't know. I I didn't check the numbers, but it sounds right. (laughs) It's got to be low. Coming off that hot collab episode, what do you guys think? It was fun. I had a good time. It was a pain in the ass to edit that, though. I'll tell you that. How long long did it take you? Oh, God. it, It actually wasn't the longest podcast we ever recorded. It was only like... An hour and forty-five minutes of material, but it took me like three hours to get through it. it, it there was so much, um, just like background noise and like Waldo just, and like bullshit going on. Waldo actually, Waldo wasn't actually that bad. He was a little click clacking in the beginning, but um, <clears throat> I just there was a lot of dumb shit I had to cut out, like just <laughs> stupid shit. People well, saying stupid shit. What do you expect? Yeah. You know, so as you guys know, I went on HHM Pod last week Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Ryan wants to have us back to his place. Oh really? We're gonna do a we're gonna do a home and home on the podcast. <coughs> like Where's he at? Home. Yeah, he's in Northeast Philly. I think oh, nice. Northeast, right? Well, except for Tiger. What's that? They're all Northeast, right? Except for Tiger. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, we're gonna definitely. get a spot. He's gonna go to Montana on vacation, and then uh, we'll do it after we'll do that. It after that. Wow, that sounds fun. Actually, that'll be fun. Now they're drunk Friday night. Is that gonna be? I guess that's gonna be the. Um, we'll get into sports later, but that'll be I'll the. Get, I guess I'll get drunk that time. Yeah, some different. Yeah, yeah. That'll be the recap of the brackets, the battle of the brackets. Yeah, probably. And then nice. we'll have to do our uh, exchange of either uh, clothes or, I guess, but you're gonna give them like a, a glass or something, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If if they if we win, they gotta sport our stuff, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, since of I apparel, that's the word. I was yeah, you swap the apparel, yeah. and you did promise them. I think Tony asked for a couple mugs. Well, he's. I think he used the word mug, and then he was like, "I'm an old man." We would have to get that made, but <laughs> I don't know. we'll see what we can. Swing. I'm sure. I'm sure we can negotiate. There's a little room for negotiation. We got a couple there. hats and a couple regular pint glasses, but <clears throat> no yeah. mugs. But yeah, that was fun though. That was a lot of fun. I was gonna say one more thing though. Editing that, like, if if anybody listening to this now, listen to that that particular podcast episode six i showed up like an hour late and uh they were boozing heavily before i got there and so i had i had quite the advantage because i could tell listening as we got like probably about an hour in i could hear just some people <coughs> scott <laughs> we're pretty fucked up <laughs> and uh, you know from from the, the first iced me with like the 40 ounce <laughs> ice <laughs> Oh yeah! Did we get a video? Did anybody take a video of that? I, I have, a, I have a video. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. I did have to like three part it. It was just, <laughs> just <laughs> fucking huge. That thing is huge. <laughs> big old eyes. Dean big time us. I love that phrase now. I know. It wasn't even intentional either. And I didn't know that. Uh, I feel bad if uh, uh, Scott, not our Scott, but the other Scott from HHM Pod. I didn't know he had like to be out of there. So I kind of felt bad showing up late. But yeah, so man, sorry, Scott. Such an asshole. I, I know. Like well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Birthday, some relative's birthday. I know. You should really apologize to that relative, not him. Sorry, Twitter. Scott's relative. We got our Twitter game up. I know. <laughs> start start DMing some people. That's what they were saying to do. So we'll see. Um, I want to talk about something serious in the intro. Yeah, unless anybody's got anything else. What's going on? I, I'm, my life's boring at the moment. Going to the Poconos this weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going down the beach this weekend. Nice. 
School's going to the PT this weekend. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything this weekend. I'm not drinking them. Needs a break. Taking a sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what do you got, Brian? What's going on? So I went on a little bit of a, a political rant last time, and so I got a little bit more for you. So basically the one thing I wanted to touch on was how Biden, in while he was running, he was saying that uh, no one under 400000 in income, nobody was the word he used. And nobody. Nobody. Um, under four hundred would be given a tax, uh, but hike. families. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. And then he, he said uh, he used the word anybody under four hundred. So he kept yeah. saying this nobody and anybody, which would imply a single person. Right. And then this week, or um, within the last week or so, his press secretary kind of muddied the waters and said, Jen Psaki. Yes, and yeah. came out and used the word families. So if it's just single person, it was 2% of the population single-handedly make over 400,000. Right. But when you go to a family, that number increases pretty drastically. Yeah. Um, and so like I saw a few memes, and, and I get it. I'm, I'm not playing like the I, I feel bad for rich people side, but I saw a few memes that were like, I see guys in my class that I graduated with, like making 35K complaining about this tax bill or whatever. Right, 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 right. Which, There's all those memes out yeah. there, Instagram, like Facebook. Which is true, yeah. but yeah. so I just wanted to like play devil's advocate for a second and, and like, yes, <coughs> it may not affect like Excuse people me. today, but I, I was just wondering, maybe you guys can weigh in, like, do you think maybe it would hinder people from striving to get to 400 or, or to 200 and your spouse get to 200 and, and you know, then you're, you're, you kind of feel like if I'm at 350, why would I strive to go over 400? I'm just going to get taxed more and be at 350. Well, it's a graduated tax system. Yeah. So you progressive, be, right? Yeah, like, progressive. You'd be progress. like getting taxed on the stuff over 400 yeah. at that level. Okay. All right. So for single individuals making less than $10,000, you're paying 12%, less than 40,000, 22%. So that's a big jump right there. Less than 85,000, 24%. Less than 163,000, 32%. There's your other big jump. Less than 207,000, 35%. And less than 500 and about 20,000, 37%. So he wants to lower that bracket and raise that last rate? Yeah. So I'm saying, I'm playing devil's advocate and arguing if you're in the 35%, yeah. or you know, you're making 297, you know, why are you going to strive to get to 400? I'm just saying. Maybe people think that way. Uh, I, think I mean, people, I mean, I think people think in terms of that they're going to be ta- all their income is going to be taxed at thirty seven, forty percent, whatever it ends up at. When it's really not like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just one argument of it. And I, I also just think that you know that sucks for those people that are at five hundred today, just under, and then they're gonna you know they would lose out from this. And I think it's not it's a lot of taxes. It's not affecting any of us in this room today. No. Ho- hopefully, it does. At one point, but, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, that's what we're all striving for. So that's where it kind of like hit me a little bit. And then it's like, you know, you have relatives or, or friends maybe, and, you know, maybe you go on vacations with them or something. You have a nice time, you know, you want that to continue. You, you don't want to, you know, you, everyone knows someone that, that you could benefit from. The other, um, th- the other thing too, when people make, I mean, when people in these income brackets are being taxed at progressively higher rates, they're, they tend to try to find ways to avoid paying those taxes, you know, just because the rate of the, just because that tax bracket is raised doesn't mean that that is the actual tax that those folks are going to pay at the end of the day. 
Yeah, because right. you can contribute to an HSA. Yeah, max out your four hundred and one k. Yeah. So the goal, you know what I mean? Like, so basically, what I'm trying to say is sometimes the ends don't always justify the means. The the whole purpose of raising taxes at a time like this, at the tail end of a pandemic, when we just had three, you know, stimulus packages where we printed, I I don't know, four trillion dollars more than that. Um, is to start to pay down our debt again because we're way overextended, way overextended. And inflation is looming on the horizon. And what this means is a, a, a potential future recession is in store for the United States of America. That was my next so point, Dean. I was I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to destroy your... your let, me, let me just finish this point. So <clears throat> I'm just trying to say, you know, the goal is to avoid that by raising the taxes on the wealthiest population in America. You may not be able to actually do that because... They have the means already to pay people to avoid paying that high income rate. And that, and I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. This actually did happen earlier in American history when taxes were much higher. The wealthy were dodging taxes, even though the marginal tax rate was somewhere in the 70%, which is an insane amount of tax to, to right. leverage on people. Right, you're talking about like the 40s and 50s, but I'm yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. I also, so. a point you made there that, you know, we're, we're trying to, or eventually going to try to pay down this deficit. I think that's, that was another argument. And again, this doesn't affect me. I'm just playing devil's advocate that, you know, the people and programs that benefited from this, these stimulus bills didn't help these people that will eventually be paying back the taxes to pay it off. Yeah. You know, it, it, it went towards food stamps. It went towards unemployment. It went towards direct payments to people with um, incomes below a certain amount that's well below 400. So I just, I almost look at it as like an inequality. Like it sucks for these people to have to pay for it. But I mean, it probably doesn't suck because you're rich. It's great. It's crazy. So the, one of the reasons that I I get kind of passionate about it is I have some friends and we, we all have friends that are are doctors. Um, and, and for anybody that is going in, um, to school and they have crazy student loans. Yeah. At the end of the day, they made that choice to take on that debt burden. But it's also bettering the country. The more education, the more educated our population is, is, the better our country is going to be at the end of the day. So the point I'm trying to make is from the perspective of being a doctor, some of these doctors, they go into med school and they incur, I would say on average, a half a million and some incur upwards of a million dollars in debt. And then with compounding interest, you can get even in excess of that. Um you know, they get out of eight years of school and they go and they got to do a residency somewhere in there. And when they're doing residency, they're, you know, this isn't peanuts, but they're making like $50,000 a year, you know, while they're a half a million to a million dollars in debt, trying to pay off that interest. And then all of a sudden they get out and they're making tons of money. You know, depending on what doctor you are, you can be making anywhere from 200 upwards of $800,000 a year. You're in that tax bracket. It's crazy the amount of tax that you're paying as a doctor. One of arguably one of the most important jobs. And I think the past year has proved that arguably one of the most important professions that that our country has. You're, you're literally paying more in taxes than some people make as their, as their income yearly. It's pretty insane. And then you, and then on top of that, you're trying to pay off a half a million to a million dollars in debt. So at the end of the day, yeah, you're making a lot, but it's going right to bills. It's going right to student loans. I mean, it's it's going to take that doctor 20, maybe 30 years before they're seeing like real return on their educational investment. 
anyway, that, again, this is, we're playing devil's advocate. It's hard to feel bad for some of these folks. Yeah, there's people out there really struggling, and uh, the U.S. is in a tough spot right now. Um, but I think you were about to say something. No, I was just saying, like, you can write off student loan interest on, on, on your taxes. So. Up to a certain uh, limit, to yeah. A certain, up to a certain limit. What is that limit, old girl? $2,000. <laughs> so, so they really, it's they not should, very much. They should change that. Yeah, they absolutely should. Yeah. I will say, though, you know, and again, we're constantly challenging the points we're bringing up on this podcast. Um, it, the uh, Because of the pandemic, student loan student loans are no longer compounding. They, they paused the uh, interest, right. interest on student loans for the foreseeable future, I think. I don't think there's been any update on that. Yeah. Okay, so maybe so September. Something else, though, just because I work at a bank, I know some of the programs. Um, I thought this is pretty cool. I know my bank has, like, a healthcare for homeowners program where if, if you're a doctor, especially, like, newly a doctor, and they know you have a lot of debt and bills and stuff, um, they'll let you buy a house with 0% down um, just because they know your job is so important. Secure. And secure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, again, it's hard to feel bad for these people, right? But... Man, you see the numbers and taxes they're paying. It's, it's it's impressive. Yeah, I agree. There should be more programs <clears throat> or stipulations around things like that, though, for doctors. Yeah. You know, if you're paying X amount in interest. Yeah, you they're know, a corner. That, that should they're exclude you. Cornerstone of our society, clearly. I mean, the last year has proved that. One of my favorite economists, Milton Friedman, he was a uh, Nobel Prize winning economist in economic sciences. And uh, he went to, got his education at Columbia Graduate School of Arts and Sciences economist under Ronald Reagan. I just put a little um, clip in here from him talking about inflation. Inflation is just like alcoholism. In both cases, when you start drinking or when you start printing too much money, the good effects come first. The bad effects only come later. That's why in both cases, there's a strong temptation to overdo it, to drink too much and to print too much money. When it comes to the cure, it's the other way around. When you stop drinking, or when you stop printing money, the bad effects come first, and the good effects only come later. That's why it's so hard to persist with the cure. I don't know. I thought that I thought that was a pretty good analogy. It, it made it pretty clear. You know, it's it's tough to bite the bullet in the beginning and pay the price. And um, but in the long run, if we want a healthy economy for all Americans, and and maybe potentially in the future, end this this real divide, this real economic divide that we see in the United States. This is one of the paths that we need to go down. We need to stop printing money. We need to wean ourselves off of the, the poison of continuously printing money, putting the country in debt, leveraging that debt onto the poorest Americans, and then hoping that the rich American, richest among us are going to pay for it. I, I like the analogy. As, yeah, it was, was good. Was as good. we all drink a beer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> as we, uh, I, mean, I mean, the last time we've uh, had a surplus in the U.S. was 2001. Yeah, it's crazy. Clinton, right? Yeah, I think our debt under Clinton was like a trillion dollars. I can't. That's like such a far away future now. I can't even envision that. We're we're thirty trillion in debt now. Yeah. So I see what Biden is trying to do. Like eventually, we just have to start reducing this. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. If, I'm not going to pretend like I know what the best way is. No, I don't either. We just yeah, like we said, we can't keep printing. It's great. Can't keep printing, man. It's dangerous. It's like alcohol. If only we had a clip that would explain that. <laughs> I mean, we could find a, a few videos of, of us. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody, you guys, want to add anything else? I think that was pretty fair. <laughs> I was just, no, I mean, I was just gonna say, like, the wealthy have had a ton of advantages over the years. So yeah, like, to, yeah, I didn't say that then. Too bad. Yeah, I don't feel bad for them at all. Yeah, yeah I mean, we can't not, stress that enough. Not one bit. 
Yeah, I don't think we can stress that enough. Like, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we just want a healthy economy. That's all we want. Something that's fair for everybody. <clears throat> this is a depressing conversation. Yeah, is there, I mean, I liked last episode a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> we know you did, Scott. <laughs> all right, so um, let's uh, let's move right on to Turtle Alert here. Um, I'm kind of going to try something new here. It, You know, week by week, there's so many turds that pop up that just float to the surface that I don't really, uh, it's, it makes it difficult to just choose one. Not to uh, harp on on uh, serious topics here, but I'm not even going to touch the the shooting in Atlanta with um, you know hashtag Stop Asian Hate. It, I mean that is an atrocity. What happened? It's it's horrible. And um, I saw that there was already another shooting in America. So it's in Boulder. Yeah, terrible. Um, we got to wait for all the facts to come out before eight, uh, before uh, WTF Pod can comment on anything like that. But I do have three turds lined up. I was going to say. Things are getting back to normal in America. Just, the, you know, we were all trapped for the pandemic. Yeah. Mass shootings are back, baby. Yeah. Oh, my God, Jesus dude. Christ. I kind of wait. Speaking of doctors in the last segment, uh, I think it was Ash Frank that told me some kind of crazy stat that doctors observe when the weather gets nicer oh, and yeah, people absolutely. start. Yeah. 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 You, so you know about this, too? Yeah, it's not just doctors. Listen. I, I don't know. It was just Ash Frank that told me it, so I don't know. What is it? Wh- for all these doctors. Wait, so do you know what the stat is? I don't know. I mean, it's not a stat. Or just, just some trend or something. It starts to get nicer out. Like, Shit gets crazy. People start shooting people and start stabbing more. Yeah. Like, people get stabby. Like, you see that so, the trauma's uptick is so high in the city when it happens. Is it just because people just hate each other? Yeah. <laughs> an absolute people shit. are assholes. It's we're an absolute shit society. Like, Ugh. Anyway, all right. So we got we got three turds here today. We got we got a guy named Damon Young. He wrote a... Um, God, this, this really bothered me. He wrote this article for The Root. Um, called Whiteness is a Pandemic. He started an article by saying, Whiteness is a public health crisis that pollutes the air, constricts the equilibrium, devastates forests, melts ice caps, sparks wars, flattens dialects, infests consciousness, and kills people. And that's directly from his article. I just found it to be four paragraphs of absolute bullshit. And um, at a time when our country is struggling so much, I don't think... This is a really healthy article for people to be reading. Uh, I did see that over 2 million people had read the article over the weekend. And um, I think it's just furthering the divide between people in our country. And God, so he, he's a runner up for Turt Alert. The next Turt Alert, I got Wang Yi. He's the foreign prime minister of the People's Republic of China. Um, March 19th, the U.S. and a lot of people probably missed this because nobody gives a shit about politics. But the U.S. met with China in Alaska at the Alaskan summit. And um, our own Anthony Blinken, who is the secretary of state um, under Joe Biden, he challenged China to um, comment on the situation with the Uyghurs in their country. And this guy, Wang Yi, said, quote, the sovereignty and territorial integrity are major issues of principle. We hope the U.S. is not going to underestimate China's determination to defend its national sovereignty, security, and diplomatic interests, safeguard its people, and maintain its righteous interests. So basically, that's political talk for don't fucking ask us about the Uyghurs. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. I don't even know what they, what are the Uyghurs? The Uyghurs are a, a religious minority within China, and they're being persecuted. And recently, the EU and the United States have listed it as a ongoing genocide of over a million people oh, within shit. within the borders of China. So, ba- what's going in a nutshell? They're <clears throat> they're um, the Uyghurs are a religious minority within China. The 
prevailing religion in China is Taoism, and they are a Muslim uh, minority, and they live primarily in uh, Western China, and the Chinese are trying to integrate them into society, bring them away from their Muslim religion, and pull them into the fold. Just another reason we need to get rid of religion. <laughs> it doesn't help anything. People hate each other over it, and it's fucking stupid. It is stupid. I thought we also made a conscious decision to not talk about China. Oh, I'm talking about China. All right, the last one is Vladimir Putin. Uh, it's kind of a funny one, actually. I mean, I mean, kind of funny, but not really. So over the weekend, Biden recognized Putin as a killer uh, in reference to Alexei Nalvaini. If you guys remember, Nalvaini was the guy who was running against Putin in the last election, and Putin tried to assassinate him. They poisoned him, right? Yeah, they, exactly. They poisoned him. Um, so <laughs> Biden was like, yeah, uh, I, I definitely recognize Putin as a killer. And then Putin said right back to him it, with a straight face, not even a wink of emotion. He's just like, I wish Biden good health. So uh, I don't know. I think Putin got in his head because right after that he fell up the stairs on going on to Air Force One. I don't know. Twice I think. I didn't. Three even, times really. Three times. I didn't even watch the video. Yeah. Whew, God. All right. So that's my turd alerts. Let me get a little. Uh, who's gonna win it? I think it's gotta be Wang Yi. That's what I was gonna go with. Too. Genocide. Let's go with Wang Yi. Fuck that. Guy. Wang Yi, the uh, foreign okay. prime minister of the People's Republic of China. You have won. The WTF pod turd alert of the week. He probably, he probably enjoys getting the anal COVID swab. Your, your prize is in the mail. He's probably telling people to give the Americans the anal COVID swab. We can we can send him a WTF uh, pod yeah, class. Yeah. Beer yeah. Mug. We'll send him a beer. Okay. With a note. Hey, hey Wang. Go fuck yourself. Hey, Wang. Your prize is in the mail. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try something new um, because I realized all of this bad news and all this bullshit just gets to me. So hey, hype it up. Hype I'm, it up. I'm, I put a new segment in there. I just keep throwing segments in there. I got positive news for everyone. I haven't th- figured out a music intro for it, and I haven't figured out a uh, name for it. But So I just have it listed as positive news. So this is the positive news, news for the week here. So in the last 35 years, this is just some stats I'm going to throw at you guys. In the last 35 years, global tree cover has increased by 2.24 million kilometers and global bare ground cover has decreased by 1.16 million kilometers. So about 60% of new global tree growth is due to human activity, people getting out there, people caring about the planet, people planting trees, and there has been an increase in forested areas because of this and a reduction in desert desertification. That's a hard word. Desertification of natural ecosystems. So so deserts are shrinking. Um, Uh. Unnatural, I should say. Unnatural deserts are shrinking and forested areas are expanding. So Love that. The human race is, is trying to fight back against global warming. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a great example of people coming together and trying to do something for the common good. So. I like this little positive news. There segment. you go. I feel so good about the world. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, now, we, now we definitely have to touch on some EVs for in, in, in stocks coming into that. <sighs> Yeah, let's touch on EVs, but first, let's take a real quick break and have another beer. Sure. Welcome back to What the Finance Podcast, WTF, ETF. We are back. We are back. Gonna jump right into the stock update. The and, money making uh, section. Yeah. The best part. 
the whole reason we're doing this thing. Um, so I kind of, um, this is old boy here. I kind of want everybody to jump into the, uh, biotherapeutic landscape, get some exposure in that part of the market. And, um, I got a, I got a bunch of picks for you guys. I got Illumina, Selectus, CRISPR Therapeutics. That's a, that's a big pick on your guys' arc. Um, who's, who's that? That's your girl there. What's her name? Yeah, Kathy Wood. Kathy Wood. Thank you. And um, we also got Gilead and then the overarching Thermo Fisher. So um, this strategy here is we're hitting a, a new landscape in terms of treatment options for people with all sorts of genetically inherited diseases, cancers, um, baby planning. Uh, there's a new major out there. Yuck. It's called genetic counselor you can major in 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 something called genetic counseling um so i i kind of want to throw these picks out there because i want you guys to invest in this stuff so let's go through them real quick illumina illumina is a sequencing company um it's a natural monopoly they control 80 percent of the market and personally uh working in this field i don't see any competition on the horizon within the next five years so for any sequencing, genomic sequencing, genetic sequencing that needs to be done for cancer therapeutics, uh, family planning, even 23andMe, this is the company that does all of it, Illumina, their tickers, I-L-M-N. Next, we got Selectus, C-L-L-S. They are a uh, company totally driven in developing CAR-T therapeutics. CAR-T stands for chimeric antigen receptor T-cell. This is literally taking your immune system, re-engineering it to fight cancer. No more chemotherapy. You're teaching your immune system to do all the work. Next is CRISPR therapeutics. Without going too, into too much detail about CRISPR because the technology is next level, you're basically taking an enzyme from a bacteria, teaching it how to alter your own genetic code in the hopes to avoid genetic diseases and perhaps maybe someday in the future create engineered human beings. Oh, like Captain America? You're goddamn right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Next we've got, uh, sorry, CRISPR Therapeutics. The ticker is CRSP. Next we have Gilead. Uh, great company already. They have a subdivision within their company. It's all research and development called Kite Pharmaceuticals. Um, but Gilead, G-I-L-D, they are another CAR-T-driven uh, company, CAR-T being chimeric antigen receptor T-cell. They actually have the first FDA-approved CAR-T therapeutic on the market. It's extremely expensive. I'll get into that in a minute. And then lastly, we have Thermo Fisher, ticker TMO. Thermo Fisher, you got to hit them because they are literally the supplier for all of these companies, domestic and abroad, the largest supplier in the United States by far. And um, yeah, if you look at them in the past few weeks, they've been struggling. But uh, I think for all of these companies, long-term investment, because this, uh, this is, like I said earlier, this is the old boy. I like long-term investments. Uh, I'm highly, highly rating all of these. Yeah, you just hit the nail on the head there, Dean. I've been following you on this. Um, I totally agree with you 100%. This is going to be huge, but I think it's going to be a multi-decade play. Yes. Like, I would say, like, 2050, this stuff's going to be fairly common. Oh, yeah. So it's going to take a while to get there. Um, I agree with you 100%. I just had, I've started trading some of them already, as you know. Um, but I just wanted to throw out there a couple numbers. 
Um, on Selectus, um, I feel really comfortable getting in around like $18. Cool. I think it's around like 20, 21 right now. Yeah. Any drop to like 17, 18 range, that's kind of where the whole level is. Um, same thing with CRISPR. It's a lot newer, so it's tough to get a, a hold level or support level. Um, but anywhere between like 105 to 115, I would feel real comfortable. And then uh, same thing with Gilead. I actually posted this today on our story. Um, it's kind of doing like a little bull flag setup, which is good, um, around $65. So obviously I'd buy it on any dip, but I want to see where it goes from here since I posted that setup today to see if it goes up and breaks out of that 65 range. I like it. Yeah. So that's, that's my run through. If you want to get invested in, in the future of medicine, this is, these are the companies you want to do it with. Um, and I'm not just talking out my ass. I want to, I want to go into some of the science. I know some of you might find this boring, but I think this really helps drive it home. So recently we just had, uh, St. Patrick's day and, uh, called the, called the, uh, luck of the Irish, but the CEO of Gilead, Daniel O'Day, he, he just got FDA approval for CAR T therapy. Again, this is, this is Gilead ticker is G L G I L D. So CAR T again, I know I'm, I'm hammering this, but CAR T is chimeric antigen receptor T cell. The CAR T therapy specifically approved by Gilead. The drug's name is Yescarta. It's quite expensive right now. It's the first on the market. $373,000 per injection could be multiple shots you need for treatment. Right now, um, they're having a 94% success rate with one treatment. And these are all on patients who have relapsed and are in stage four. So this is a serious, seriously effective treatment. FDA approval covered fully by Medicare, which is 65 and older. Do you guys know Medicare? So Medicare is a government um, supplied healthcare within the United States. And this drug was, I'm sorry, not this drug specifically, but any CAR T treatment was approved to be paid for fully by Medicare in 2019. It's huge. Patients can get this fully paid for. It's $373,000 FDA approval. This brings it in the, into the mainstream. This is, this is a, a huge stepping stone in getting uh, treatments like this, driving their costs down, putting more money into research and development for these. From, um, from what I've heard, you do have to be like stage four to get yes. approval for this treatment. Correct? Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's so early in development. I, I mean, this is like exactly what Broom was saying. You know, this is like far reaching in the future stuff. But I mean, this is where, this is where the technology is leading. This is where we're going to go. No more chemotherapy. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's going to be a viable treatment option for the future for probably the next decade or so. But we're going to start weaning ourselves off of that and moving somewhere else. Um, anyway, I think. So, Melissa, you want to talk about a little bit about uh, Yes Carta? What its 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 treatment is for non non Hodgkin lymphoma only? Um, maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. So, non Hodgkin's lymphoma is just a broad general category uh, that actually encompasses a few different types of lymphomas. So, it depends on if it's a B cell lymphoma or a T cell lymphoma. You have two different types, and it is part of your adaptive immunity, not your innate immunity. Adaptive. And, and we were talking about this a little bit. The, um, I think this yes card is specifically for large B cell lymphoma. It was large B cell lymphoma. And then also, wasn't it a, uh, it was definitely large B cell, large B cell and follicular aggressive mantle cell and follicular, just follicular lymphoma and large B cell 
lymphoma. lymphoma. Yeah. Okay. Which are both so, B cells, usually. I mean, these are these are pretty serious types of cancer. They're very common, yeah. And they... And very uh, common. They affect different age groups. So, like, non-Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma is very specific to usually people under 30 or over 65, and it has a specific type of Reed-Sternberg cell that's present that marks it as a Hodgkin's lymphoma. But... Um, you have your non-Hodgkins, which you have quite a few different ones, but it's just, again, it's just a general broad, broad category. And you do, so this one in particular, the yes carta is for the large B cell, which can tend to be pretty aggressive. Um, usually starts out like a localized spot and causes a mass and a swelling, and then will spread throughout the body. Um, lymphoma typically does that, starts in a lymph node and then goes somewhere else and uh follicular lymphoma is pretty cool because it's like this they're they look like normal lymphocytes except for they have a monoclonal population so they just look a little busier cytologically but it's just that they're like a monotonous population of lymphocytes and when you say having a mixed population because you normally have mixed and when you say pretty cool you mean because you're cytogenetically. cytogenetically, right? Yeah, not, of course, no yeah. cancer is cool. We're not freaking No cancer people. is cool at all, but if you're a cytodork and you love cytogenetics, then there it, you go. it's interesting. So um, I guess I, one of the questions I have, so can you kind of talk about a little bit, just real briefly about how CAR-T works? Like what happens? What yeah, are they, what's going on? So from my understanding, and I'm not an expert at all on this, but from my understanding of CAR-T therapy, what they're doing is taking your own blood sample, recognizing what genetic abnormalities your cells are expressing so they can then target those in particular and then reinsert that sample into your own body to target those specific abnormal genetically expressed cells. And then they've had really great success rates with it, yeah. right, usually. And I mean, for stage four, treat, uh, stage four terminally ill patients to then have cured uh completely um, yeah with one treatment sometimes too but yeah that, usually that's treatment. fantastic i mean yeah. chemotherapy is a very harsh and expensive process to go through um so if we could do something that's an injection that's specific to your expression but then when you think about that the time that it takes to break down that analysis and uh, make sure you have something that's safe for the patient. You know, I can definitely see why it's going to take a while before yeah. it's more commonly used. Right. But I mean, it's a brilliant, I mean, it's absolutely a brilliant yeah. idea. It's an amazing idea. <clears throat> so one of the problems with it is, is uh, the cost right now. And um, the, the kind of, the goal of, of this whole little tiny segment I put together was to give you synergy in the market between all of these companies. So, the first thing is we have this drug, yes, Carta. It's approved. Well, the, bef even before that, you need to genetically identify the type of cancer that you have. So who's going to do that? Illumina on their sequencers. Then you have Thermo Fisher supplying these companies with all of the items, reagents, uh, plasticware. Then you have uh, Gilead actually making the treatment. And then here's another synerg synergistic relationship. We have Selectus tackling the the uh, the cost of producing these therapeutics, um, and uh, you know if we can bring the cost down, that'll revolutionize this type of medicine within this country. And um, yeah, I think. Uh, do you want to add anything else about about the treatments? Uh, you love cytotechnology. I do love cytotechnology. <laughs> I love cytopathology. It's it's absolutely fascinating. But um, no, yeah, just keep in mind that the T cells are different. 
than your B cells, but you can use your T cells because they have their own immune response that's part of um, your adaptive immune system to defend your body from different things. So it's pretty interesting. I love it. Use your own immune system to defend yourself against cancer instead of injecting yourself with chemotherapy, with toxic drugs. I mean, it is, it's what we got now. It's the best thing we have now, but I think there's a bright future on the horizon. I just had uh, a few more money-making ideas for you out there. So one I'm in personally is Lemonade. It's an insurance company that is done. It's attracting a lot of millennials because it's all done through an app. You don't have to call anyone. You don't have to go into an office. That's like the way of the future. AMD, um, one, uh, another one I'm big on. Seven, this one has a really tight window, which I really like. I would say that the support level is at $75. It's at 76 right now. Um, Dean, maybe I'd love for you to look into this, the actual science of it. I hear a lot of good stuff about Fair. Moderna because it's trading at like a six times price to earnings, which is really fucking low. Um, and they have other things. I know they have like some sort of cancer um, research going on. I don't know what stage they're in. You're much better at researching that technical side of it. Uh, but their price to earnings is super low. I'll definitely look at it. And I just want to add, uh, whoever came up with the, the stock symbol for Moderna is a genius. It's MRNA, which is also the technology they use in development of their vaccines. So kudos to whoever, whoever came up with that. It's awesome. So another one, this is kind of like my secret play um, that I, I, this is the second time announcing it. But I own this stock and I also just bought calls in this stock today. Um, so it's not like a day trade. But it's ticker is BFT. Um, it's still in SPAC stage. And the company is going to be PaySafe, which takes online payments uh, from all kinds of websites, but specifically like DraftKings and iGaming, which is a big trend right now. And it's only about 15 bucks right now. Um, but I'm just look, waiting and looking for that initial pop. And I know they have a, a, a shareholder meeting on Thursday. It sounds like this should be approved. The merger should be approved to go through. I, I actually, I really, I really enjoyed getting to like vote for board members and stuff. I don't know why I can't, I don't know if they took that away. I don't know if they do that anymore. I don't know. But do you do I that? I do don't you, know why Tesla doesn't, but, uh, yeah, they use, I mean, they used to like they, and it's funny because, um, that was the first company I ever bought when I bought a uh, uh, stock and, um, same dude. And you'd be rich if you didn't sell it all by now. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't lose, I never lost any money and that's what keeps me from yeah. going insane. That's true. Um, <clears throat> I yes. did. I did rebuy too. But anyway, it was kind of funny when they when they ask you to vote for like a board member or whatever. They have you know the options, and then they have after it like we strongly suggest you vote for this person. It's like what the <laughs> fuck? <dude? laughs> yeah. I mean, Why do do I even this is like the person that's going to win no matter what you vote? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I think that's what they were saying. Yeah. It sounds like the merger is a done deal. I would be shocked if it fell apart. And I, I mean, I, you're not going to lose all your money if it's at 15. Maybe it goes to 12 or 11 if something crazy negative happens. Who was that for? Plug power? It, 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 no, it's called BFT is the ticket. Oh, you're not there yet. And the, BFT and PaySafe. It's going to be PaySafe is the company. Now, are you worried because the SPAC already has a $3 billion market cap? No. No, I'm not worried. This one sounds like it's pretty far along. Okay. Um, and I was reading the, the shareholder thing that you were voting on, and it has multiple companies, which is a good sign. Like, it has an offshore, like... Um, Barbados account and it has oh um, nice it has like PaySafe yeah. PaySafe Mexico PaySafe America like it's like multiple companies are really far down the line anyway a little tax haven or something what's that what's that about Barbados yeah you gotta hide some of your yeah assets. you got something yeah 
That's not why I'm investing. I'm, no, I, I know, I, I know. I'm I know. looking for a pop soon, and I think it could take off I, if these fintechs have done relatively well. Um, I like it. The last couple, Plug Power, I do think we're going to need this company in the future. I mean, all these companies like GM and uh, Volkswagen are all announcing, hey, we're going fully electric by 2025 or right. 2030. We're going to need these chargers. And yeah, people can get them in their house, but like whenever you drive somewhere, you, you're still going to need to stop sometimes. You know it would be total bullshit if uh, every car made their own charger, kind of like iPhones and Androids, I so you can't cross-charge cars. I think it's I, too expensive. That would be fucked. It's yeah. too expensive, but let's stop them from doing it. Just I know. So we have to Like Tesla, it. like I already I already pictured Elon being like, all right, if you got a Tesla, you are only, the only Teslas are allowed to charge at a Tesla. Anyway, plug power was pretty high. <laughs> I, was so he hated that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking off the And off then the change, the char- change the charger for every model of car you uh Yeah, do. dude, that'd be fun. You got to upgrade now. Yeah, you got to upgrade. I mean, that that's a good business model. That's such yeah. the Apple business model. And then plug power could just make adapters. I mean, they could come out and make a fucking adapter or something. You never know. Yeah. I mean, we, dude, listen, it's, it, you're throwing it out there. It's yeah, where I, no I'm not acting like my Selectus pick is like the end-all, be-all. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there because I see promise. And and, the, and again, this is not one. I'm not in this currently. I told you I was in the first couple. Um, yeah. I'm not in this right now, but yeah. um, I just think it's coming back to a support level where it shouldn't drop much lower. Yeah. Um, same exact thing with Uber. I think this has a lot of long-term potential. It's at like maybe 52, 53 bucks. Um, it looks like $48 is a really, really nice support level. If it goes to 48 I would be entering that one. I just wanted to point out that uh, yeah. Amazon showed right. some strength today. I um, like that. T- tech had been kind of selling off, and uh, it's it stayed positive today when a lot of the rest of the market went down. So hopefully that's a good sign for Amazon. And then the last one that I would feel comfortable buying now is something we brought up a lot, is uh, the ARC funds um, and the biggest and sounds like the best one to be in is innovation um the big dip kind of reeled back to reality and i'd feel good here it's solid i mean it's a very solid fund and that's your girl i always i keep forgetting her name but <laughs> kathy wood kathy wood thank so you. i i i put that on the instagram She's a this beast. week too like she put out a tesla to three thousand uh price target oh by, my I, by 2025 i love that and like that day it popped like five percent yeah percent so she's got a lot of power so let me ask you this let me ask you this off the top you know we don't have to dive deep into it but uh why is she allowed to do that but elon musk can't say that well, she's invested in the company how come the sec doesn't come after her yeah but she you have to be a certain percentage which okay and because and she it's only not her personally she, she doesn't she's know the whole financials too She's okay. She doesn't know phone. the internal financials of Tesla. Okay. I don't know. I just didn't know if that's conflict of interest a little bit right. there. Nah. No, it's Guess a not. Different. Guess not. Okay. But that that's a good segue because our other topic for stocks is ETF. And ARK is is one of the over uh is one of the strongest ones and one we want to talk about a lot. So we're so this week we're we're covering ETFs as our main topic and um and they're not too far uh, unrelated, I should say, from from something like a mutual fund. So, ETF stands for uh, exchange traded fund, and a mutual fund is, is doesn't stand for anything. But they essentially are both. Picture them as um, like a, a portfolio, and they're filled with anywhere from they could be down to ten to I don't know what do they cap out at six hundred stocks. And the, the thought process behind doing something like an ETF or a mutual fund is you're mitigating your risk 
you're taking yourself out of investing in one single stock that could one day like GameStop go up a thousand percent and then the next day drop that same amount and you just for most people that's too much that's too anxiety inducing to handle something like that so what do you do you throw your money into an etf or a mutual fund they're both like i was saying they're both very closely related and um generally they're thematic in, in their in their investing schemes so generally generally speaking they're they're investing in like um like a uh, alternate energy fund or like a biotech fund or whatever, you know, you name it, anything like that. So mutual funds are considered to be actively managed. They, the meaning that the shares are being purchased and sold in an effort to beat the index. And this can create some tax burdens and they only work on NAVs, which are um, net asset value. And essentially that means that you can't get any deviation in the price. You only get the price, what it is at the end of the stock trading day. Whereas an ETF, they're managed as the shares fluctuate throughout the day. I, I don't want to talk too much more about that. I just wanted to lay out some, some general similarities between the two. Your investing strategy can, can differ depending on what you're looking for. I highly recommend reinvesting your earnings so that when you're old, you can reap the benefits Right, it's the same as dividend reinvesting where you just, yeah. the company pays you and you put it back into their own stock. Exactly, and I highly recommend that. So if, if you're using a company like Vanguard or Charles Schwab, or that's a question that'll come up when you choose to invest in like an ETF or a mutual fund. Always so, reinvest. Always reinvest. So um, I think, oh, Broom, you want to take it over a little bit there? Yeah, so you kind of hit on it. The biggest thing I, when I think about ETFs is it's probably for newer investors. It's a little bit safer um, like you said, I, I say it's uh, eliminating single stock risk. Say you want to invest in Tesla. Okay, it's like $700 stock. If it goes down 100 bucks, you know, that might feel a little drastic to you. And, and you, you might get hurts. discouraged. Yeah. But if you just buy an, an ETF with Tesla in it, and you know, like ARK Innovation, it has, I think, 10% exposure to Tesla. So you're getting good Tesla exposure. So if it goes down a hundred bucks, the stock itself, you know, the, it doesn't mean that the whole ETF's going down ten percent. Um, you know, if if other things are up, that that ETF could still be up for the day, even though Tesla was down a hundred bucks. Let me ask you this: Is uh, uh, Miss Wood is she invested in Neo? No. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Oh. You heard it here first, folks. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> you heard so, it here first. Um, so one of them is called SUBZ Subs short for subscriptions. So it's going to be things like your Netflix, your Roku, your Spotify, which are all pretty hot. Oh, right I like now. that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So subs was down 6% in the last month. Like, you know, we're having a little pullback, we're having a little volatility. Roku specifically was down 23%. So, you know, you don't have that risk of going down 23% on Roku if if you were bought into that, where subs is going to be a little bit uh, a little bit less because it's balanced out between many, many stocks. Uh, I think the biggest thing to look at when choosing, okay, which one, which ETF do I want to go into is assets under management. Um, so that's basically the larger the size of the ETF uh, or the firm that, that is putting the ETF together is the, the more reputable that they are basically. And is that, and, and I honestly don't know, but is that because there is more money invested in that 
mutual or that yeah. ETF. Yeah. And so, so that kind of stabilizes it. Yeah. So a lot of sense. people put their money into ARK. So that'll be a higher assets under management. A Do you know how much money is invested in ARK off the top? ARK oh. invests as $17 billion yeah. assets under management. That's not going anywhere. Yeah. That's a very safe investment. Yeah. And, and pe- people like uh, Vanguard, I know you like, you know, there yeah. are always going to be high numbers. Yeah. And then there's people that are like newer to the block that just started one um, th- that are going to be a lot smaller. So they may have some of the same stocks in there, but they're just not going to be as reputable. Um, so that's that's kind of a way to, to judge that. And then another thing you hit on was the expense ratios. So a lot of them that I found are roughly around 75 basis points, so just less than 1%. Um, so just to put that into dollars, if you every thousand that you invest, you would be paying $7.50 in fees. Um, but that's that's fair because they're actively managing it for you. It's It's like you're paying a portfolio manager to buy and trade stocks for you. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm just going to say that's a very small price to pay for any gains that you would make. So. Yeah, less than 1%. I mean, yeah, if, I if, mean, that is... You're, <sighs> if you have a actual hedge fund manager or a portfolio manager um, that, that you're giving your money to to make your trades for you, it's going to be way more than that. And this isn't like Scott's managing your money. It's like a, a highly trained... professionals. Yeah. That's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just another like real life example I had was... So there's you want to fucking retire. <laughs> that, <laughs> Welcome to Scott's ETF. That's you want to fucking retire. That's his value pop. You want to fucking retire. Um, so an, another real life situation. So there's a there's a ETF called Away. So it's all like travel stocks. So it could be airlines, cruise cruise lines, hotels, everything. Um, so I would choose that over. There's another one called Jets, which I actually like too. But that's specific to just airlines. So one thing I don't like about airlines is uh, consumer travel is coming back, but business travel is not coming back maybe ever, but definitely not right away. Yeah. Um, so you get a little broader exposure with away where I do think there's pent up demand for cruises and Airbnbs and uh, hotel stays, you know, traveling kind of thing. People just trying to get out. Yeah. So you get that recreational flyer without suffering from the business travel end of it. I like that. Yeah, so that's just another one things to think about when you're weighing what to go into. I think this is this is really good advice too for people who are like they you know they got some money they don't know what to do with it. Uh, this is like a really ETFs. That this is for you. If you're listening to this, you got some money, you want to throw it in the stock market. This is for you. So anyone that's brand new, and if I was going to make any suggestion to you, again, I'm not a professional. But I would recommend that you put at least like 20, 25% in SPY. And that just mirrors the S&P 500. It's known over years on average um, to go up like 7-ish percent. Um, this last year, looking back one year ago where we were, it was a, it was a crash. So in this last year, uh, March over March, it's like a 72% return. Um, and I would also suggest this because it has the lowest expense ratio I've seen. It's like 0.09 compared. So that's nine basis points compared to 75 basis points on a lot of these. It's more, crazy. More specialized. Crazy ones. low. Yeah. Um, so the other ones I would suggest are all the ARCs. There's six of them. My three favorite were innovation, biotech, and fintech. Um, innovations, the one with, with all the Tesla um, and it's at 123. The others are under 100 bucks. So, um, you know, you can get into these. That's the other part about ETFs. You can get into these more expensive stocks like Tesla. One share is 700. 
the the Arc Innovation ETF that has ten percent exposure to it, it's one hundred twenty three dollars. Boom. Uh, there you go. They all have really positive returns right now. Like I said, the last year we're in a bull market, so I don't really need to harp on that too much. But I mean, you have returns in the in the hundreds, uh, which is incredible. But uh, another one that's that mirrors the Nasdaq, which is more tech focused and growth focused, is the QQQ, or that you'll hear it called the Qs. Uh, that's a really common one, similar to Arc. Uh, another thing is is dividends. So people like Dean was just getting at people like to live on dividends, especially later in life. Um, so they the, fucking retire. <laughs> so there's a spy D, which is is focused on just dividend stocks, and instead of having an expense ratio, um, it, it covers the expense ratio, and you pull out dividends from it. So you're earning four point seven three percent was the latest number. Uh, so I thought that was pretty good. So I like you, that. You won't find the growth stocks in there. You so that cost thirty eight dollars. You know it's not going to shoot up to fifty or a hundred like in the next couple of years. It's going to stay similar price, but you're going to just collect those dividends. Um, and then some really specialized ones. So one called Hero is a gaming ETF. Uh, MVP is a sports ETF. I thought thought this was really cool, Scotto. You might want to check it out. Uh, you can. Man U has their own stock. Yeah, it's like um, 17 bucks. Yeah, something. like Juventus. You you can invest in, in teams directly. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you posted something on the Instagram. Yeah, so it was yeah I posted the, this one. It's a lot of the um, big teams under there. Old yeah. girl loves Juve. And, and then like Nike's in there, Adidas is in there, just anything kind of sports related. So, you know, if you just have an interest in, in sports more than stocks, pick that up. You know, it gives you a reason to follow it. Yeah, MVP. 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 Yeah. XBI, one of our uh, past guest callers, Phil Ward, loves this one. I think he's still in there. Uh, that's a biotech. <laughs> okay. One, so it's very similar to what Dean was talking about. like that. It's got some great returns. Is that um, 112% on the year? Yep. These are all over one year. Ooh. Wow. Um, wow. Clean energy. Kudos, I- Phil Ward. That's a good pick there. ICLN. That's kind of like a Biden uh, play. Clean energy. Yeah. Solar and EV, everything like that. Um, Buzz, we talked about this one. It's the one Portnoy got involved with. It bases around social sentiment. So whatever people are talking about kind of uh, scrapes the internet for, for what's what's trendy. I think that's got a lot of upside. $25 I, a share. I don't personally love it because they okay. only adjust it once a month. And things Ooh. change so quickly every day, on the internet. Every day, yeah. So I just read about it. I didn't know that. Thanks for that. Kind of building off buzz. There, someone's starting one called FOMO. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is it you? Yeah, I don't know. Cause <laughs> that's I, their I, stock I, symbol, FOMO. Yeah, that's what's going to be. God, who is making <laughs> these? So, so it's going to be like fear of missing out, but it's going to be rebalanced every week instead of buzz, which is every I like that. That's like it, that then. We got to keep our eye on that one. That's... That's a great. Definitely buying that. So the names only get better. I mean, the buzz is like, hey, what you know, like what's buzzing on the internet. The next one that we're in, we still feel really good about this one. Bets. Wow. Is is a gambling ETF. So it's got PenNet, my favorite DraftKings, (laughs) super solid. And I mean, it's a hundred percent up in the last year. One hundred and three percent, unreal, man. And I think DraftKings still got a way to go. It's not more, especially with the pandemic. Well, there wasn't sports for a while. Yeah, handing out them stimulus checks. Everybody's throwing it on something. No, I was just thinking because no one's been doing anything, but. And yeah, that like, oh, wait, I think no, they have a little <laughs> cas- no casino exposure, which isn't fully back yet. Uh, but yeah, the online stuff has definitely been strong. Yeah, and that's got some run in it still because I think sports gambling is only legal in 14 states right now. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, on DraftKings and FanDuel. So 
I did not know that. It's, it's, it's already reached the point of being mainstream where it's not. It's like almost uncool now. So I don't do I don't do this, but I'm just gonna guess. Is it like a lot of like southern states? It's not legal. Uh, Utah is legal in. Well, <laughs> that's probably probably will never get legal. Yeah, it'll there. never be. Yeah, but like, what Utah's about like Arkansas and in fucking Tennessee and shit, Kentucky? It's not legal in those states yet. Yeah, God said no. The, the other ones I, I already mentioned, Jets, is airline specific. So that gets really niche. You know, you're, you're just airlines. Um, and then the last one was the subscription one, subs. Subway, I not like, to be confused. I like that one too. It's relatively new. So that's a $15 one. I, the subscription services have run up a lot. So that is a great price for all of them. Like I can't, I don't even want to get into Netflix right now. It's like $500 a share. Right. And I mean, I still think, I still think Netflix has an upside, but. I think they're all like over 300. Yeah. But, uh, you know, who knows what kind of run they got left in them. Right. Right. They got a lot of forward looking, you know. Ideas. Yeah. So yeah. maybe. Did you throw money in ARC? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Making like, money on it? As soon as I found it. Uh, I think I'm since, you're, since you're our guinea pig? I haven't looked, honestly, in like over a week yet. That's a great, uh, that's another great thing I think people should do. Like, I I mean, honestly, let's talk about mental health for a minute, you know, with Corona and everything, you know, it's important to be making money on these stocks, but I, I think I check my investments probably multiple times a day. That's how I was. And it's not good for you. Week, it's I'm not good. Like, it's going to be what it is. And it's going to be what it is. It's not good for your mental health. Uh, it, it can get stressful, but yeah. So you're in arc. It was like right after like, what was it? Two weeks ago or whatever, when it was just super shit. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm not looking at this every A little retraction <laughs> in the market there. Kind of pulled back, <clears throat> you know. I got breaking news for you on that. My balance is officially zero in Robinhood. I love that. Fully transitioned to Fidelity. Okay. Just so much more reliable. But I do feel like... It's sad in Robinhood borderline tried to like use addictive... Um, you think? Yeah, like like a gambling kind of. I've heard this, like you know, yeah. just the colors, like the green and the red. They're very like charty. They show you the the red and the green as soon as you open it. Wow. Um, and just, but it is like very user friendly, which is good for beginners. Yeah. But yeah. that user friendliness almost becomes like addictive. Um, I found myself wow. since I switched looking and like touching stuff way less. That's a good thing. So I, I mean, really, I would, that is. I would side with it. It is like slightly addictive, and okay. do I think they do it on purpose? Maybe. Oh, definitely. It's I would think, yeah, because I mean, like, not from you know an investment standpoint, but I mean, I'm sure the more users they have, the more yeah, money they're like gonna when make. You, when you make a deposit, you get like the balloons emoji, oh, yeah, like, like an explosion. Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah, like when you yeah. buy, like when you put it in there and buy a stock, it like does confetti. Hey, yeah. wow, they make it like a party. Just like yeah. Tactics like that are like wow. definitely a mental game. God damn. I wish you guys had talked yeah. about this earlier. Makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've noticed what you said. Like I stopped looking as yeah. much and touching stocks and selling like little, little losses and little gains. That is a good thing. I mean, I mean the real goal of all of this is, um, you want to fucking retire. There it is in one sentence. What I'm trying to say, God, God bless it. That is such a good soundbite. Do you want to fucking retire? <laughs> that was live, too. Is that shot all we got? Shot it from the hip. Yeah, I think unless anybody wants to add anything else, nah, looking around the room, let's, let's take, take a, a quick break, break and uh, we're going to come I up with... I put in my two cents. You put in three cents, sir. I don't know, man, that much. Basketball's greatest night. 
He's a tough-minded youngster. Big time. Dribble drive and five. Oh, he's something else. Things are warming up. Try blocking that, baby. Try blocking that. We're gonna we're gonna skip over to the sports and uh, have some fun recap on the HHM pod and WTF ETF collaboration. Talk about the brackets. Talk about NCAA. Talk about the shitty flyers. And uh, I don't know. Let's go to Sequoia. Yeah. So how did everybody enjoy the best four sports days of the year? <laughs> I honestly got basketballed out by the fourth day. I barely watched any games on. Really? On yeah. Monday was weird. Like I had to go back to work. I wasn't gonna take off on a Monday to watch those games. Yeah, I agree. I, I miss the old Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday format. It really does impact work, though. Like, I kept refreshing scores. Like, I was, like, working and, like, away from the computer. And every time I walked away, I was, like, pulling my phone out. All right, all right, my bracket. All right, I got to check that. I lucked out that we were pretty slow this weekend, so I had Hulu up. Nice. My computer at work. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like you either are the 100% working or, like, 0% working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, no in between. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's either we're getting, like, our dicks kicked in or we're chilling yeah have you ever got the snapchat where like scott's in the room with his legs up just watching like manchester united yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this guy's getting paid to do nothing he's either that or tackling some uh ornery patient trying to fight everybody haven't had to do that in a little bit haven't had to do that? oh, that's good that's good anyway sorry derailed <laughs> right, that back to sports back to sports sorry derailing that so I guess the uh, big theme of the podcast or the uh, big theme of the tournament and something i brought up at the end of the podcast last week Underdogs, man. Underdogs oh, oh, kicked oh. the shit yeah. out of the favorites in the first three days. Unbelievable. So, I mean, I wrote down the stats. Um, Monday, favorites went 7-1 and one against the spread to bring it back to uh, final tally of, and Vegas is undefeated this. Favorites were 23 and 23 versus dogs. So, and there was one push. I mean, Vegas My didn't God. make it any better than they actually tried My to do. My God. Wow. Um, the favorites were 25 and 15 outright, outright. (laughs) And there was, uh, 20 overs and 26 unders. Just, uh, I guess, I don't, I don't know. I guess like playing in those big stadiums, it it kind of affects the sight lines of, of balls. Um, but, uh, what were those? I got a question. What were the, I kept trying to see what those blue things are. Is that holding their like water bottles? Yeah. On the side? Like what is in that? Yeah, it's, it's... Is that keeping them so they don't, COVID, like, mix COVID things? It's a COVID thing, okay, so no okay. one grabs each other's water bottles. That, if, is that I what think it, if okay. you look close, it has, like, their number on the uh, on the cubby hole or something. Okay, okay. Dean, I was I could not figure Dean out... Dean was paying attention to the important things during the game. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I just saw it, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck no, I, is that? I heard other people asking that, too. Like, yeah. why are they like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I actually can't believe we lost a game to COVID. Uh, VCU... One player tested positive. The old one nothing game. Yeah, one that's nothing. the that's the only game, right? Yeah. So Oregon, Bruder, did you bet on that game? <laughs> no Oregon won one nothing. Advanced. At least uh, Oregon blew. Who who'd they play the second round? Um, Oregon played Iowa. Is it, yeah, they played Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah. So they blew, right. they ended up blowing out Iowa. Um, they at least they kind of deserve to advance. Unbelievable. I think poor guy cried after it. What's his name? Uh, your boy Broom. Uh, Luke Garza, yeah. Garza, his last, last uh, game. The, the only two times that I've seen this kid, he's been crying both times. I wanted better for him. That he was, was crying when they retired his number, and then he was crying when they lost. We can all. Talk he's a good about, player. I mean, we can all talk about like what we uh, what we projected right and what we called and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> I won't participate in that because I didn't project anything right. <laughs> you didn't get one thing right on the podcast. Not really. yes, you did. Dude. I picked uh, Iowa and Kansas, and they're both out. 
What bracket? You had... Uh, in my portion of the bracket, I did pick uh, Oral Roberts. Yeah, she did. Okay, yeah, so we did a bracket challenge, uh, HHM pod versus R pod. And suffice it to say, we're kicking ass right now, but both... Love that. Both of us Boots are doing really well. <laughs> so we both... We put our uh, brackets on the uh, ESPN Men's Tournament Challenge website. And right now, we are in the 98th percentile, which is... Uh, we're in the... Really we're, we're ranked with another 300,000 or so people. So, that's I mean, that's that's pretty good. I don't know how many people are participating total, but... I think there's over like 15 million brackets. Yeah, so that's fucking amazing. We're in the, it says we're in the top 98%. And when HHM Pod is in 81. 81%. Right. So yeah, I mean, we're definitely up there. Uh, Anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, there's a yeah. ton of games we play. We both haven't lost that many points. Yeah. We have a lot of points possible. Um, basically, what I have noticed also, uh, the Pac-12 went 9-1. and one. In uh, the tournament so far, and that's something that I did touch on on HHM Pod, uh, and we ranted and raved about the Big Ten, and they have one team left out of the sixteen. Unbelievable! Uh, ACC got smoked. Yep, as predicted. As predicted. <laughs> Even you were in on that one. <laughs> Just terrible, terrible showing. How'd UNC do in the first round? <sighs> it's brutal. Did they play? Yeah. I mean, they should have stayed home with Duke. Final score. 85 to 62, Wisconsin. Love it. Woo! With, buddy. With, with 10 minutes left in the first half, I was like, this is over. I this game's message, done. Uh, I did message Scott on HHM and he never replied to me. Really? Wow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of HHM, uh, what about Ohio? What happened to them? Oh, yeah. God. Ryan's going to put his jacket on and <laughs> pray down the street. <laughs> he did make that funny Instagram post with he him did. with a clown nose. Though. He did. That, he was, did. that was great. I left that. That was class act. Class act. I mean, you should definitely brag about your Oral Roberts pick here. I mean, what do you want me to brag about? I just, I, I didn't, I didn't did know anything. Homework? Did his research? Yeah. I don't know. It's like such an offhanded compliment. What a like, weird who, golden or, eagles. Or comment. You were just like, eh, Oral Roberts, I like them. Yeah. The only thing I looked at was, um, I mean, their name. I like Oral, so I kind of <laughs> like the team. And, uh, <laughs> but the, yeah, they, they had some... They played some good teams, and uh, honestly, I didn't know anything about them. And um, I just, I thought their matchup too. I thought uh, Ohio State was a little bit overrated. Turns out I was right, and uh, I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. Where are really. they from? I want to say like Oral Roberts. They're, yeah, they're somewhere in like the Midwest. I think I actually looked up the history of their school. The guy who founded the school, his name was Oral Roberts. His fucking first name was Oral. Like, <laughs> I, looked, I looked this up. They're in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. I knew it was like the Midwest somewhere. Um, yeah. So I don't know. He. He. Yeah. I mean, that's a terrible name. I feel bad for him, but Oral. He founded a school, so now he lives on forever. Yeah. I mean, he's doing better than us. We're just, yeah, absolutely. We're, talk, we're talking about him. But he knows <laughs> So far, you might have old boy university one day. Oh, dude, that would be sick. <laughs> I, I, I'd send my kids there. Yeah. Absolutely. Can they get a free ride? Learn about old things. Yeah. Did you want to talk about Clemson versus Rutgers? Oh, oh man. Uh, who are you asking, Dean? He yeah. definitely doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, Rutgers won by four. I can't Clemson really players have been having a rough week. Oof. Man, I, I'll say, we'll, we'll get to that I'll one. just say congratulations to Rutgers uh, after 30, what was it, 30 years they made it in, so uh, yeah. they were on a bit of a dry streak, so I'll give it to them. And man. then we just 
blew it all back to Dude, Houston. That was, <laughs> I don't know, uh, that was a heartbreaker. Rutgers me, played so well into the last five minutes of the game. We, they were like the Sixers. They got to like the, the fourth quarter. I yeah, kind of wish they beat half, Houston. Like I'm done. I think Houston was another one of those teams where I thought they were overrated. To be honest, and I think maybe that's why I didn't watch basketball on Monday. I was really depressed Sunday night. Oh yeah, I don't think I could get back after the like, watching Rutgers blow a twelve point. I, I understand your minutes. pain. I understand your pain. I think you're onto something there, though, Dean. Uh, their like best player was severely injured. He's like holding his hip, limping around, had to come in and out of the game. Yeah, I could see them going out soon. If I think if they're he going out, cover hundred percent. Yeah, yes. what's their next game? It's like Syracuse, right? Yeah, so I got the. That's a good segue because I yeah. got the. Ne- I got the lines for the uh, Sweet Sixteen games. They're already up. So we'll start with Houston Syracuse. Yeah. Houston's only a five point five favorite after, I mean, over Syracuse, which is an eleven seed. But Buddy Bayheim, dude, he's he, he way better than I thought. Broken it, dude. Yeah, yeah. he was on fire. Unbelievable. Fun to watch. Yeah, I like Syracuse. I like Syracuse too. Cause I also like Syracuse. Scotto. Uh, I got to roll with Houston because I got him in my Son final, of a I got him in my final Do you four. really? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I just think like reason. there's like upsets are still going to keep happening. Yeah. I know, Scott, you want to drop this fact? About yeah. Your... The Sweet 16 fact? Yeah, yeah. So Take your time. It's the first time since 1979 that in the men's NCAA tournament, it didn't feature either Kentucky, UNC, Duke, or Kansas. In the Sweet 16. In the Sweet 16. Okay. That's insane. First time since 79. That's insane. Tiger was uh, 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that leads us into uh, the next game on the bracket. Uh, oh, buddy. Loyola of Chicago Marymount. Is that what that's right? I think so, yeah. We yeah. got to give props that's to Scott here because he called both of these he, teams. Yeah, he did. Unbelievable. I thought it was, I thought it was Loyola. Yeah, what's, what is, what's the name of that school? It's Loyola when you got a few cocktails in you. <laughs> <laughs> I so there are six and a half point favorites over Oregon State. <sighs> so technically, that bracket could be down to Loyola and Syracuse. Broom? Wow. I'd take Loyola. <sighs> okay. Cuz? I've been betting Oregon State the entire tournament, to be honest. Like that? Gato? I mean, you know where I'm going. You got to go with Sister Jean. Loyola and uh, old boys going. I'm going to go Oregon. So we'll go. Uh, that's fine. We that's two and two split. We need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll go up to one, one more bracket. Uh, one more region. Sorry. Where are you going? We're going to go with the Arkansas and your Oral Roberts. Hey, Arkansas is an eleven point favorite. Yeah. Vegas does not believe in Oral Roberts. Yeah, at all. I, I, I probably because they've lost so much money. <laughs> Do we got to say anything about these two teams? I, I mean, I think the the run ends there, but they could cover. Yeah. I don't, I don't love the game. Uh, Arkansas plays, they're one of the fastest teams left in the tournament. Uh, they really could wipe the floor with Oral Roberts. They ditched the athleticism. Scotto? I mean, I'm just going to go with Oral Roberts just because Arkansas has got to be a shit state. So, <laughs> you never hear anybody going. Oh no, where I'm going on vacation, Arkansas. Yeah, that's a so, great. That's a great point. Okay, yeah. I like. I like that. I mean, this is essentially how you got to pick these teams yeah. at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Um, honestly, I think the SEC. Uh, again, it's a shitty, it's a shitty conference. Um, man, this is tough. But I think, I think, your boys. I think. Or do I, I know? I fucked up last time not doing this, didn't I? Yeah, with the. Uh, Brady and with fucking Brady and the Super, and I fucked up. Yeah, all right. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go against my better judgment. I'm going with Oral Roberts. I'm going against Vegas. I'm gonna stay with him. I like it. Stick stick to your guns. You know. Got to. You got to. And then uh, the other favorite besides Gonzaga, we got Baylor minus six and a half 
over the home squad Nova. Wow. Did anybody see Nova getting this far? No, I did not. Uh, Jay I Wright. think I had him going out in the first round. I mean, one thing that I can look back on is that I really underestimated Jay Wright, um, even without his best player. Great coach. Great coach. My God. I mean, he had five days to... Was it five? Like five? He had like a, at least a week to prepare for the Winthrop game. So that was honestly my only justification for picking them. Um, yeah. and, you, and you can kind of see, I mean, with this six and a half point spread, Vegas is giving a little respect to Nova here. That being said. That being said, Broom? Baylor. Cuz? Baylor? Baylor, cover. I'm riding with Nova just because HHM got Baylor winning it. Wow. Okay. Oh, I like okay. that. Uh, oh, man. I'm sticking with the squad. And also, in our. Oh, sorry. In our. Uh, solo brackets, me and Dino are the only ones left with a team that could make the finals, and his is Baylor. So Okay. Which is why I'm going with They're Baylor. Going <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I, the old boy is going with Baylor. Uh, but I, I like you staying with Nova. I like it. you gotta got to rep your local team. Um, all right, where we, a, They're not a Philly school, by the way. I said local. I didn't say Philly. Local. Yeah, I'm just saying. Local. For people that don't know, that listen to us. Local. Um, all right, where are we going next? We'll go Gonzaga, Creighton. <sighs> Man, I love this matchup. I, I, I think it's clearer than ever now Gonzaga wins this tournament. Wow, really? Seriously? What's the uh, point spread on this? 13. 13 and a half. Oh, my God. Do we have anything to say about this game? I mean, Gonzaga has played exactly like everyone thought they would. Uh, Creighton was a top 10 preseason team. And generally, that's like a pretty good, strong lock for a tournament run. It doesn't always work out, but like they doesn't. were a little underrated entering the tournament. Uh, they proved their worth. That being said, they might cover the 13 and a half, but they're not beating Gonzaga. They're not the team that matches up well with them. That's going to come later in the tournament. And I am going to take Creighton with the points, Gonzaga. Oh, right. <laughs> Playoffs. I love it. I fucking love it, dude. Broom. Yeah. Where are you going? Got any thoughts? Who are you picking? I would take Gonzaga. Going Zags? Okay. Yeah. Scotto? Yeah, it's Zags. I'm going to have to agree with Cuz on this one. Uh, if you guys were listening to episode six, old boy called Creighton as his long shot, and uh, I got to stick to my guns. I got to go with Creighton. I yeah, love it. 13 and a half is a ton of points. Listen, undefeated teams got to lose at some point. I think this is the game they lose. Creighton wins. Oh, boy. You heard it here first, old boy. <laughs> uh, we'll go one down. This uh, next one's a little depressing. Uh, for you, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really fucked this up. Our, our our team bracket really took a hit on this one. USC versus Iowa, or uh, USC, excuse me, uh, versus Oregon. Should have been Iowa. Yeah. Should have been Iowa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got a big packed uh, twelve matchup here. Someone finally gonna have to lose aside aside from Colorado, but uh, USC is a two and a half point favorite. I like USC here. They're well balanced. I like this game a lot. I think this could be like the game of the weekend. I know. I've, I've really, it's a huge rivalry. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I would agree with you. I like USC. Um, Scott, not this Scott, Scott from HHM picked them to make a run. And uh, they have this player, Evan Mobley, who in the last game looked incredible. Uh, yeah, they got the Mobley leather, leathers. I, I like them to go, you know, at least one more game because then they'd run into Gonzaga. But. Uh, yeah, I'd go USC. I like that game a lot. Cuz? Uh, I'll go USC two and a half. I don't love it betting-wise. I think it could go either way, but I'll take USC with minus two and a half. Scotto? So I watched this movie one time that's about a hockey team, and they said <laughs> ducks fly together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Oregon Ducks. 
All right. Uh, this may be one of the few times I'm going to side up on Scott's team here. I'm going with Oregon. All right. We got the last two games then. Michigan versus FSU. I think, can we, you, can we, I think you forgot FSU was in the ACC, by the way. That's true. They, they I, I, I did, did shortchange them. I did shortchange them. All right. What's, what do we got oh, here? We got Michigan minus three against Florida State. Now this screams Florida State to me. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Michigan being only one, like a one seed and minus three. Uh, their their best player is still out. They've been playing really really well though. Um, kind of like I underestimated Villanova. Um, I am gonna take Michigan minus three, even though I feel different. But Broom? Uh I like this game again as well. Um, just as a fun game to watch. Um, I'm gonna plug myself here. I filled out a bracket for my work pool, and I'm currently in first place. Okay. And on the left side of the bracket, I have. Uh, one wrong in the Sweet 16, and uh, I have everything else live going forward. So Elite Eight, Gonzaga, USC, Florida State, Alabama. So another reason why I'm picking USC and Florida State because I think there's like at least 50 entries in this pool. So it'd be a nice little payday. So I'm I'm riding USC and Florida State. Scotto? I mean, I picked Michigan to win it all, so I'm sticking with my guns. Stick to your guns. Um. Yeah, I th- I still think ACC is trash, so I'm picking Michigan. All right, and the last game of of the uh, Sweet 16 so far, uh, we have Alabama versus the upstart UCLA Bruins, com- coming through the playing game, going through the first round, going through the second round as an 11 seed, but uh, they're running into Alabama here. Alabama's been been playing well, minus five and a half. Alabama in most years would be a number one seed. Um. I do think Illinois deserved it, even though they uh, got upset by Loyola. Loyola. <laughs> we we got to have a consensus pick here. I'm going Bama. This might be the one. Broom? Bama. Gato. I hate to do it because I hate this school so much. Tiger's going to love you. But Bama. Oh, I can hear him already. It, hurt, it really hurts me to say that. I mean, them in Arkansas can ball. Like, they really run up and down the field, uh, court and fire threes. Dean. Bama is our pick to win. This is what I'm hearing in my head win right the, now. Win the bracket. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Oh, boy. Who, Tiger? Ah! Bama yeah. is our pick. I'm going with Bama. I'm going with Bama. Thank you. I'm rolling. Roll tie, baby. Uh, um, one other thing is that I took $100 off Tiger easily. Love that. Win a, all four number one seeds. See, won. $100 on the ground. Yeah. They won, I think they the, the lowest one was like 25 It was yeah. like no sweat. <laughs> you, you had to lay $1,500. But you didn't even have to sweat anything out, yeah. so you you were comfortable comfortable the whole time. Yeah. So uh, did we say within our own bracket who's leading and what we got? So we got our, our, our own challenge amongst ourselves. Scotto somehow is in first place for potential. The old boys in second place for potential, and then uh, then we got Cuz in third, and then Broom with the last. Is that because of Iowa, the Iowa pick? I picked a lot of long shots just to be yeah. different. It's fun. To, it's honestly fun to do that. Yeah, I filled out a lot of brackets, and the one that I mentioned for work is like pretty chalk. Yeah, and that's the one that's in first place. So, well, there you go. You gotta have some fun ones. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, let's go over the updated tournament odds for the championship. So let's right now is uh, Gonzaga's plus one fifty to win the title. I think they were like two or two and a half to one to win before these first two games. Um, Baylor's plus 350. Love that. Michigan plus 750. Oh, God. 
One thing I don't like is Houston's nine to one, and I really feel like they could lose to Syracuse. I think as, so, as man. The fourth favorite. I think they could. Fifth favorite is Bama, eleven to one. Then we got Loyola, thirteen to one, six favorite. Wow, that's FS- impressive. Yeah. Sixth favorite. FSU, fifteen to one. Arkansas, twenty to one. And then it gets twenty five and it gets crazy. Yeah. Okay. And Oral Roberts is a hundred to one. If you want to ride them, a hundred to one. Yeah. Throw a couple bucks on that. Whatever. Yeah, why not? Sometimes these teams can just ride that momentum, surprise people. You never know. Get a little oral. Everybody likes a little oral from time to time. All right, well, here's to uh, beating HHM Pod and the Bracket Challenge. See you guys next time. Mm-hmm.